This is a Rooster Teeth production. Good morning from hell. I'm Chris and I died and my eternal punishment is to do this podcast where we interview everyone in the app. What? Hand me that tape. Hand me that roll of tape. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hand me the... Where I interview everyone in the afterlife as my eternal punishment with my co-host, Satan's little brother, uh, Clayton. Find the I, end I, of the yeah. tape. It's just, it's just a smooth roll all the way around, and I don't know where the end is. Yeah, no, I am. This, this is hell. This is hell. Where's the end of the tape? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, Use your teeth. Use your teeth. There What happened to the uh, the recording studio? Oh, what do you mean? What? Is it because the whole place is empty and, and, uh, and I'm packing everything into boxes while you sit there like an idiot not helping? Yes. Oh, uh, glad you ask. Maybe you could help. We're packing. We're moving studios. This is no longer our studio. Why? What happened? Well, um, we're going to have to downsize. Uh, uh, let's put it in a nicer light. Uh, we're moving to a new location, uh, an upgraded studio that happens to be one-eighth the size of this one. An eight. Well, this isn't even a big room. I know, and it's gonna get smaller, Chris. Why is it? Well, uh, since I became the Secretary of War, because President Gambo, may he reign forever, etc. He slashed our budget, our production budget, and he, he rolled all those funds into the military and defense budget of hell. And, uh, you know, we are waging war on heaven, and that's a pricey venture. Oh. So, uh, we're pinching pennies wherever we can. Yeah. So we are gonna be moving to a large closet, and, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of this episode, we're, we're packing up, we're leaving. This is, oh. hey, say goodbye to this old, you know, piece of good memories, you know, memories. Memories, there. yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, I mean, you already pretty much packed everything up, except for the microphone, so. Um, yeah, before we bring in our guests, you want to talk about, like, uh, you know, special memories you've had in this place before we move to the next one? Well, I've been murdered and uh, disfigured yeah. and, sure you know, so yeah. many times in so many different ways. Oh yeah, and I have horrific memories of all of them because they don't yeah. go away. Even if don't. you die, your all your memories come back. So that's right. Yeah, it's a good place. A lot of memories. You're gonna, you're gonna miss this place. Mm-hmm. To be clear, we're not getting canceled, or the show's gonna go on for yeah ever. Oh no, no, I, I know it's my punishment. So I, I can, yeah yeah. Plus we have all these viewers that we can't let down. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah. So while we're covering exposition. Uh, be sure to follow at Morning From Hell on Twitter and Instagram, and we have a Facebook and Reddit uh, where we post uh, art from every single episode so you can see what it looks like down in hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, on that subject, uh, who is our guest this week? Well, Chris, uh, it's going to be a famous writer, uh-huh. you know, and I know that you don't read. Okay, I, I, I read. A, because that's not something that interests you, but B, I don't think you can read. I can read. Yeah? I can. Read this. It's my middle finger. Yeah, I know. I well, hold on, hold on. Read this. Yeah, you're just holding up the blood signal with your hands? Yeah, it's because that's, that's that's what I'm going to drain from you later. Oh. It's blood. I'm not affiliated with gangs. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, we're going to be bringing on a writer. Uh-huh. The reason being is uh, before I got into my you know, politics. Wow, more more exposition. Why don't we? Uh, you know, I was writing my bio. Your memoirs. My memoirs, The Unholy Book of Clayton. Uh-huh. How's that going? Uh, awful. Oh. Terrible. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I ran into a few speed bumps, got distracted, other things came up. So I'm just going to hire a ghostwriter. Oh, okay. Well, how, how far along are you? Page index. Page index. Yeah, yeah. It's not even in the pages yet. I'm just in the index. You okay. Know, you, you go well, how do you index page. something that doesn't have content? Uh, you name the chapters, and 
I have some great chapter names. There's really good names on these chapters. Like what? Uh, chapter five, my life as president of hell. Oh, so that one might need to be updated because you're not. Yeah. Yeah. But check this one out. Chapter six, Uh huh. pick up sticks. Huh? Oh. Yeah. All right. What is that about? Speaking of sticks. Okay. The band. Oh, okay. Oh. Come okay. sail away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Don't worry about it, Mr. Roboto. Uh, anyways, I'm going to bring on a writer. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm interviewing a few people for the position, uh, but uh, might as well just you know turn it into an interview. You know, double dip. So yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to bring on Edgar Allan Poe. Hello, everyone. How are you today? Hey. Oh. So good, Edgar Allan. I am so honored to be here, truly. It's a nice day in hell when I can get out, stretch my legs, and talk about poetry and writing. Yeah, you're yeah. enthusiastic. So you're a, a ghost, is that? Why, yes, that, that is correct. Like everyone else here in hell, Chris, I have died, and now I am incorporeal. Yeah, well, I'm corporeal. Earth, you know, for the record. Um, but yes, but you're to be tortured, and I, I am here to write and to create and. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a ghostwriter. Yeah. Yes. I guess that makes sense. You can't be a ghostwriter if you're corporeal, right? Am I right? Uh, why, of course not. The idea is silly. So, uh, Poe, you're, I mean, you're uh, pretty well known up on Earth. Oh, am I? I? I was curious about that. It's it's been a few hundred years, you know. Do do the children read my books? Do they love me? Am I praised and chanted in the probably not chanted in the streets, but but do kids love me? Kids, I don't, I don't know about kids. I mean, maybe a couple of high school English classes, but uh, yeah. No, nah, I mean you're you, you had some really dark works. You know, I don't know why would, why kids would know about that. I don't think they're that dark. I hmm. Well, all, all right. But regardless, Chris, surely you read my works in high school or, or perhaps for fun, maybe? For high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Not not a fan, then. Um, maybe younger brothers? Sisters? Well, I mean, I'm a fan, of, sure. I mean, I'm a required reading, right? You know, so... Uh, People know you up on Earth. I mean, you have this reputation for your, you know, very gothic, dark evil writings so that's why i was gonna bring you on uh, for this for this potential job opportunity oh i hmm i see because i i thought you wanted a, a memoir that you know made you look good a little more likable to the masses i know your election didn't go well so i i thought you were kind of doing some pr no, 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 we're not gonna talk about that oh, uh, well, no no no, no. i mean I, I want people to to fear me and that's why i you know i chose like you know the og horror writer i mean your stuff was scary, you know? It's good. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I just, hmm, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding what, what scared you about it. I don't know, The Raven? That, Chris, you're familiar with The Raven, yeah? Yeah, I could even quote it. Well, quote The Raven nevermore, my friend. Uh-huh. A talking bird. There's nothing happier or scary about a talking bird. Yeah, but doesn't someone die in that? Like, you, the, the bird drives someone insane. Yeah. Which, you know, those are, that's great. You know, I want that in my books. I want people to read it and go crazy. I just, hmm, I feel like I'm being a little misunderstood here. It was actually about a, a beautiful furry friend that comes and helps a friend grieve over a lost one. Yeah, I, you know, kids growing up, it's very important to the developments that they learn how to grieve and move on. You know, part of the beauty of life. So that wasn't supposed to be creepy? No, not at all. Uh. A midnight friend comes and visits while you're sitting in front of a nice, warm, cozy fireplace on a cold and chilly December day? No, not frightening at all. Oh. Um, well, uh, uh, 
I mean, I, I personally, I, I think that, you know, you excel at horror, horror writing. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's why I want to bring you on, you know, for this job. So, like, you know, I mean, could you give us a... a a sample of some of your writing, like, you know, write, write a poem about me, right now. Oh, why, of course. A vocal demon with skin so red, he disliked his assistant and chopped off his head. Oh. Covered in blood, shit, bile, and gore, the demon laughed and went back for more. Okay, that's not bad, Chris, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty great. We don't right? have to necessarily yeah? okay. follow through with it all, it's, I think it was more just a suggestion. Than well, like a... no, I, I only write from real life yeah. experience, so I, I do have to watch him do it, yeah. or else I, I can't I can't publish that. Uh, but I mean, you agree that that's, that's, that's not for kids. I mean, you, you even say, you shit and bile and gore, I mean. Yeah, uh, it's really creepy, I mean, you even got ripped off by Alfred Hitchcock, I mean, he made a whole, like, horror movie about, like, birds attacking people yeah yeah I, I i can i can see that i just hmm i'd been friends with birds you know you go to the park you feed them you throw some breadcrumbs they all flock it's a beautiful sight right it's a it's a horror movie you know it's meant to be scary birds are creepy chris honestly i think that's some of that teenage rebellion in you i'm not a teenager it's a family movie hitchcock was known for his family movies like um psycho a boy loves his mother. It doesn't get any more wholesome than that. Uh, well, I mean, ag- agree to disagree, I suppose. Okay, we'll disagree. What was your family life like then, growing up? It was rather complicated. Um, I married a cousin, and you did? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, well, that checks out. Baltimore was tough in the late '80s. You know, you just mm, you gotta you gotta watch out for your own. You know. The late- 1880s? Uh, yes, of, of course, the 1880s. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I was going to say, Baltimore yeah. in the 1980s is like, you know, that was, that was a fun time. Yeah, I mean, I guess watching out for your own, though, often doesn't mean, like, marrying and sleeping with them. Sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's about the closeness of family and bringing everyone together, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all right. It gave me the valuable insight that I needed to go on and... Uh, work on many a kid's show. Y- yeah? Kid's show? Like what? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, a, a few years ago, I, I went up to Earth, and uh, I, I was the scriptwriter for That's So Raven. I wanted to take my love for birds and channel uh-huh. that into a fun, supernatural, romp-through family drama. Mm. Okay, well, that one is kind of a kid's show. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're getting closer there. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. funny. Uh, despite possessing the lead writer for many, many months, they didn't actually use any of my scripts. Can you believe it? Mm. They d- I oh. can, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they kept yeah. the name, and, and that's what's important. Ravens, yeah. trademark... Opposed domain. Yeah. So since you died, what else have you been doing? I mean, besides, I guess, haunting and staying in hell. Like, what do you what do you do? Oh yeah, you know, I I've refined my work a lot. I go to uh, some of those fun poetry workshops down here in hell. I adore them. Uh, other people, <laughs> maybe not so much. Oh yeah, I mean, it is hell. It you know, is yeah. hell indeed. Uh, you know, I I have been working on a new piece. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're you're here to show me that you can write my book, so I I need to see your of work. Of course, I I think this will really be a turning around point in this interview. Okay. Okay. What is this piece? This is phallic floor. Okay. With phallus to the floor, there is no hope for cleanness. He's a rose-colored hellion with a giant penis. Mm. Though it was hard, 
he tried living with his mass, but once while hiking, he drug it through glass. Oh, wow. I know, terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, you had me there in the beginning, you know, with giant ding-dongs and, and all that stuff, and uh, why, why'd you have to make him drug it through glass? I mean, that's the Poe I know, I guess. Yeah, it, so. it, yeah. it's important to teach kids that, you know, it's mm, it's a hard-not life out there, right? Wait, wait, wait. That poem is to teach kids not to drag their ding-dong through glass? Of course. Christopher, did no one tell you not to drag your ding-dong through glass when you were a kid? No, no one did, and and it never came up. Really? Not once. You've never once cut your ding-dong with glass? No! (laughs) Well... Uh, different worlds, I suppose. Different worlds. I no, it was the same world. You <laughs> give or take a hundred years. Yeah, but a hundred. So you, Baltimore has changed so much, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean they do have the Ravens. What, what are your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens? By uh, the way? Good team. I I tried out for them once, actually. How did that? How did that? Go? Well, it turns out that <laughs> as a puny twerp who can't throw a football quite well, uh, I did not do well. Oh, well, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of uh, you know similar to how this job interview is going. Then. Well, <laughs> it's a matter of perspective. I think it's going wonderfully. Yeah. Chris, surely you agree. Look, you just told me all about dragging my ding dong through and glass not as a kid. to I- do it. Good life advice. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about somebody that you you hate. You know, like I want to hear about the evil side of uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. oh, you want the evil side of Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Look no further than Mark Twain. I mean, who does he think he is? He wears all white. Black is obviously the color for a man of his stature. I mean, his books are nonsensical, too. So to be clear, you don't like Mark Twain just because he kind of looks like you, but just wears white. He's like the anti-Edgar Allan Poe. Is that that what you're saying? Yes, he copped my style. Well, his his stories aren't really anything similar. They're about teaching kids valuable lessons. They're quite similar, Chris. Come on. I mean, what what other lessons have you tried to teach children? I mean, I... You keep talking about how you're, you're all about the kids, but I, all of your writing is still creepy, though. Yeah. You might be familiar with my famous story, The Cask of Montialdo. Yes? No, of course. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Cask of Mont... That's the one where... Uh... Wait, wait, Chris, can you say that, that word for us? No. Go on. I don't think I okay, can. No, 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 Chris, I want to hear you. Don't, don't. it's a children's story tale. Surely anyone can say the word. Yeah, pronounce that word, Chris. All right, I will. It's the... Uh... The cask, the cask of Amontillado, Yado. Be- beautifully done, Chris. Beautifully done. Uh, yes, Chili's waiter. Yes, I'll have one Amontillado, please. That's what you sound like. Uh, so, if high school English serves me correctly, that story is about uh, a guy who he gets his enemy drunk, and then walls him up inside and kills him? Not quite. Uh, you have the first half correct. I, I have a friend over, we get drunk, it's a good time, uh, uh-huh. and then I wall him up, and bam! Shazam! A giant wine bottle bursts out of the wall and offers us both a cask of a Montealdo. Wait, so are you saying you invented the Kool-Aid man before the Kool-Aid man was a thing? Yes, that is quite exactly what I am saying. So... That story is just the prequel. The origin, it's Kool-Aid Man Begins. Yeah, he got watered down over the years, and now he's uh, more kid-friendly. Because, you know, wine wine shouldn't be served to minors, and I, I've learned that over the years. Yeah. God, you're so lame. 
Yeah, so you you had a big drinking problem up on Earth, though. Is that right? I did. I did. And it was quite terrible. Actually, it led to my death. You know, many speculate that I died in the streets, but... (laughs) But that's not quite right. Yep. You died in the sheets, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, no. Well, he was sleeping with his cousin. <laughs> I, so um, <laughs> oh. She actually died uh, before I did. So, okay. uh, yes. Uh, a bit Sorry. a bit of failure on my part. It's not, not really looking out for family the way I should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how did you die then? I was hanging out with the birds, the bees, the bears, you know. All of my fun, cute little animal friends. Um, and I was, I was a few, uh, glasses, bottles, bars into the night, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, I, I had a, uh, a small wolf companion following me. He was <laughs> the best of friends. His name was Barry. Uh, well, Barry bit me, and, uh-huh. um, that led to me contracting rabies, uh, which, oh. whew, Awful, let me tell you what. Your body shakes, you foam from the mouth. It, ooh, I, I was looking awful, right? Of course, that's not how I died. No? No. I died when the coroner pronounced me dead and buried me. Yeah, yeah, you were found in the street dead. Yeah, uh, and then they buried you, like, because you're a dead guy. Uh, mm, almost. Uh, I was buried alive, you see. Oh. Oh, oh God, that's, yes. that's awful. Mm-hmm. It, it is actually my number one fear, and... Uh, Oh, and it came true. It did. It did, Chris. Thank you for that astute observation. Yeah. So, I mean, how long did you last in there? I mean, the 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 oxygen must have run out in, you know, a couple of minutes. You <laughs> you would think so. Uh, it turns out wasn't buried very deep, deep enough that I couldn't get out, you know. Uh, coffin was a little leaky. Uh, so a few months, uh, two, maybe three. Uh, you were... <laughs> You were buried for two or three months. Yes, I uh, I lived off of my leather vest at the time. I, you know, uh-huh. a little chewy, but it it got the job done. What what about water? Well, you wouldn't believe it. God gave me a mir. Sorry, I don't say God down here. I was sent a miracle from above. Yeah. Water leaked into my coffin and sustained me for those many months. Oh, was it like was it the rain season or no, what? No, it was dry. It was dry. I had some enemies. Uh-huh. And uh they did not like me. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. they literally pissed on my grave. Oh. Um. Wow. Well, little did they know it was exactly what you needed to stay alive. Mm, Yes, quite. Yeah. You you drank piss for three weeks, though? (sighs) Three Three months. months. Three months. Yes. Three months. Wow. What a life. And they kept going back to pee, so it wasn't just like you died once. For a little bit, my my coffin was actually flooded, and I was worried Uh I had run out of oxygen because it was overflowing. Oh. Yes. Wow. Mm. It's upsetting. <laughs> Extremely. So, I mean, while you were down there, did you get anything done? I mean, aside from drinking piss and chewing on your shoes and vest? Actually, yes. I wrote uh, perhaps my magnum opus, the best poem to ever be composed by Poe. Okay. All, All right. right. Let's hear it. <clears throat> Soaking wet and searching for a towel, my cloth had gone missing, taken by a fowl. Naked and running through this wretched bird, but fast as I was, I could not escape this feathered turd. So, so is, that a, is that a poem about you running from a, a towel being s- stolen from you by a bird? That is a poem about the piss leaking through my coffin and inevitable shit that made its way down. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's creepy. 
Weird. Yes, it is quite creepy when someone literally shits on your grave. Yeah. Yes. Well, that one wasn't for kids, so that's... that's... Oh, no, no, no. That one is definitely for kids. How? How? I, I trust no one, of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's a lesson that you would teach children, but kind of a weird delivery of said yeah. message. Yeah. Don't drag your dick through glass. Don't trust anyone, uh-huh. and uh, cut off Chris's head. Those are my three lessons. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you're no Dr. Seuss, but uh, you you are you are something. I'll I'll give you that much, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, thank you. Thank you very very much. So, what makes you want this job, um, writing Clayton's uh, biography? Yeah. Well, I've gotten a little rusty. The uh, poem workshops down here aren't. All that lively, you know? Yeah. The poetry slams are just like, they just take poets and, and drop just, things on them. Yeah, slam yeah. us against yeah, the walls. They, they literally slam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, quite quite unfortunate. Uh, so I, I thought it was time for a career change. Um, and when I, saw, when I saw the advertisement, of course I had to take up the offer. I mean, to write about the king of hell's younger brother? <laughs> Who could pass that up? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of people actually. Have there been any other applications? Uh, I mean, I tried getting Frank Herbert. Uh-huh. You know, I kind of wanted a Dune style uh-huh. biography, but uh, yeah, he's got me on red. He left me on red. Oh. That, that does sound quite like yeah. him. Anyone else? J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be if he'd respond. Oh, he hasn't. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's probably going to be down here soon, though, so oh, maybe yeah. I can get her to Oh, most yeah. assuredly, most assuredly, yes. Uh, so another of your famous stories is the Telltale Heart. Um, Why, yes, yes it is. Yeah, so that's a story about a guy who killed someone and then goes insane because he hears the heartbeat of the person he murdered in the walls. Yeah, he's, like, buried somewhere in the house. Yeah, how is that a kid's story? story uh i see that's actually a a very common misconception uh it's a metaphor yeah uh it's a metaphor for love what well you see uh (laughs) it was the summer of 83 and uh uh, i had 1883 yes and i had just spotted my cousin and and i could feel my heart going pump 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 and if my body were a house Uh uh-huh it would be under the floorboards. Uh-huh. So I cut it up into little pieces and tore it apart. And so you had this voice in your head telling you you'd done something wrong because you were interested in your cousin? I, no, because I had fallen in love. Oh. Come on. Who here hasn't had a little fling or something with a cousin or a relative, right? No. Uh, no. 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 Can't, 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 can't say I have. Mm. Well, I, I understand. Is that why you're in hell? Oh, no. <laughs> why are you in hell? No, no, no. I, I'm in hell because I talked to animals, Chris. That's witchcraft. That was an instant checkmark box. God said no. Yeah. But did you actually talk to the animals or did you just get bitten by a rabid wolf? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I believe, yes, I did talk to the animals. After you got bit by the rabid wolf? During, after, in the box, it's all the same. Yeah. Okay. So, you guys have heard all of my qualifications. I made some poems for you, Clayton. I'm feeling good about this. When when are we ready to start? Oh, job, yes, right. Yes, the job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my autobiography. Uh, I need to consult with Chris really quick. Uh, do you mind stepping into the other room? That, that door right of there. Of course, as long as I don't get locked in or anything. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> no, no, never. Yeah. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, all right. 
yeah, Chris, I don't, I don't know if this guy's going to cut it. He's, he's giving me, like, he's weird. Dr. Seuss vibes, if Dr. Seuss was even weirder somehow. It's like Dr. Seuss, but on acid. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's just oh. Dr. Seuss. Okay, well, then it's like Dr. Seuss, but on a bad trip of acid. While having sex with his cousin. Yeah, I well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm getting weird. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I'd want to trust him, well, at all, but certainly not in a room alone with me. Yeah, nah. uh, yeah. He talks a lot about murder, but he smiles when he does it. It's, yeah. It's weird. He's un- unsettling. I don't think he's fit to write my uh, autobiography, so uh, I'm going to pass on this guy. Okay. Well, are you going to tell him? Because no, no, you tell him. You're my assistant. You tell him. No, dude, I, he's creepy enough on the other side of the wall. I don't want to talk to him again. Well, I know that. He's creeping me out, well, too. No, look, you're the one who invited him in, you know? Like, you, you got to do the right thing and at least let him know he didn't get the job. Uh, okay. You can't just leave him hanging, waiting forever, like, you know. Wait. You're onto something there. All right, all right, Chris, hear me out. Uh They're condemning this building, right? This building's had a gas leak for years. I've never told you about it, but uh, they're not going to do anything with this building. They're just going to leave it here. They're going to brick it up. So, I mean, could just leave them in there. Like, lock him in there and have him buried alive again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of poetic, right? He's he's an appreciator of of poems. No, no, I'm I'm actually okay with it this time. He's, he's, He's weird. He's a weird. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, we're probably doing hell a favor. And, yeah. and also, it's just like, I don't want to have that talk. It's it's so awkward. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's for the best for all of us and Edgar Allen that we just don't, we don't even, we just ignore yeah. it. So, uh, uh, uh okay. Well, uh, grab me those keys. Uh huh. Okay. Here are the keys. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, should we just to double check? Let's, let's let's put this chair up against the door. Yeah. He's not gonna break through. He's really small. But just to, to double check there. You know, while while we're at it, why don't we just you know brick it in, brick and mortar it in, you know. Just, yeah. be, just be safe. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Just, you know, right, put right. a ball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cement and then just. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And, whoa. That went by quick. Uh, cool. Hello. Are Are you guys still here? Wow. Yeah. 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 We're just uh, finishing up. Yeah. We'll. Yeah. Quite a rigorous process, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. A lot. A lot of decisions. We're talking about salary and stuff. You know how it is. Yeah. So just hang tight for a bit. Oh. Yeah, we'll be right back. Oh, of course. Uh, are, are you are you leaving? No, 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 no. We're just, we're be, uh, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna be in the. We're, we're still talking. A lot of paperwork. Yeah. You know, you're a writer. You get it. Uh, yeah. Gotta fill your W two. You know how it is. Ah, uh, yes, paperwork. All right, Chris. Let's just wrap this up, okay? All right. Uh, this has been another episode of Good Morning from Hell. Thank you for listening. We're gonna leave Edgar Allan Poe to die in the walls of this building. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. Yeah, and give us a, a review uh, on whatever you're listening to. Tell us, tell the world how much you like us. Yeah. Hopefully, you like yeah. us. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, be sure to subscribe. And uh, hail Clayton. Yeah, hail Clayton. All right, close the door. All right, there we go. Hello, hello. Is is the interview still happening? <laughs>Thank you so much, Pacific Obadiah, for coming on as Edgar Allan Poe. Can you tell our audience what you do? Because you've got a, a really great podcast that we're all big fans of. Yeah, I am the showrunner and creator for the SCP Archives, uh, and that is a weekly anthology horror show podcast about a mysterious government organization known only as The Foundation. And their goal is simply to secure, contain, and protect... So each week we cover a new anomaly and its containment protocols in the SCP archives. 
we begin with a short narration and go into found footage and lost logs. Yeah, so if you're looking for an immersive fictional podcast, uh, great storytelling, you should absolutely check it out. And actually, me and Blaine are going to be guest characters on an upcoming episode. Or it might actually already be out, is that correct? Heck yeah! Uh, This is such an inappropriate question, but if you had an arch nemesis, would his name be Atlantic Jedediah? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I usually get the question of like, oh, if you had a brother, is their name like Atlantic? I've never gotten the Jebediah part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining the anti-Pacific and like... Yes. It, Sorry. I'm gonna write my, I'm gonna make my own podcast about your you and your fight against your your evil if, enemy. If there's uh, someone out there named Atlantic Jebediah, they are a thousand percent my enemy. <laughs> I don't even know each other. Oh man. Awesome. Well so so what else are you working on and like where can people find you on social media and stuff? Yeah, on Twitter I am at Pacific Obadiah. Obadiah is O B A D I A H, because uh, people misspell that sometimes. I work for Blade Disgusting. I make podcasts. Uh, SCP is my main show, and I do that um, like three-fourths of every year. But right now, I'm actually working on Margaret's Garden, which uh, we're a few episodes in at this point. Uh, and that is a new creepy show about a mysterious town that is empty, and all of its residents disappeared one night. Uh, it, it's a little more in-depth than uh, you know, like a weekly anthology, but it's a long 10-episode uh, continuous story through a strange and magical world nice it's rad heck yeah yeah this is a the most logical fit for the guest and who what character they're gonna play like when we were like looking through all the stuff that you did we were like oh yeah Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Poe. Like, <laughs> weird weird uh mysterious creepy stories yep this, oh, yeah. that, that makes sense no. mary's his cousin <laughs> i mean it all lined up yeah no I, as soon as i saw Grandpa, i was like oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so uh if you if you're a fan of fictional podcasts or if you're not you should be uh, you should check out SCP Archives um, and definitely the episode that me and Blaine are going to be in. I think it's hellish themed, if I'm correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, just search anywhere you listen to podcasts. Search for SCP Archives. Yep. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any app, SCP Archives. And your new show is? Uh... Margaret's Garden. And you can find those shows at SCP underscore POD and at Margaret's underscore POD on Twitter as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Pacific. Appreciate you being on the show. Dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a blast. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.